Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now it's time to talk to Tom Haberstow, our buddy, NBA guru over at Meadowlark, host of a great podcast, talented dude on Twitter, Tom Haberstow. Would be probably more fun than I am in most places these days. Hello, Mr. Haberstro. Tom, are you impressed that I'm not hungover and I'm very rested? Or or is it a sad state of affairs that I got up at like 4.30 in the morning, West Coast time, chipper as can be in Las Vegas? I'm, I'm not buying it, Bill. I, I see right through <laughs> your lies. <laughs> I did have a nice dinner last night. Um, all right, so I am, um, I'm not usually, I'm going to be honest, Tom, I'm not usually super excited about Summer League. I don't usually look forward to watching whatever players out there for 19 minutes. I'm pumped about watching Webb and Yama for however much time we get to see him tonight in his summer league, summer league de- debut for, for the Spurs. I, I know we, there's a long ways to go in terms of evaluating him, looking at him, but what you know, what you think, how much of the hype around this dude is, is legitimate? Oh, it's legitimate and then some. Uh, we haven't seen anything like this guy in NBA history. You can point to maybe Chris Zapp's Porzingis as the closest comp or just uh, six inches taller than Kevin Durant. But we, we haven't had this sort of hype. Um, and I think it's legitimate, uh, credible hype. And we haven't seen this guy really play in, you know, a NBA type atmosphere. Um, we saw Zion Williamson star at Duke, right? He became a national sensation at Duke. And that's the closest thing I can come up with in recent years where the anticipation of seeing this guy in Vegas at summer league is just, you can feel it. Um, so Victor Wembanyama is, is something of a unicorn of unicorns because yeah, he's seven, four, but I don't think the Spurs view him as a center. And that's, what's really interesting about summer league and beyond is how they're going to deploy this guy. Um, because he is kind of this Swiss Army knife. He can handle, he can block shots, he can shoot threes, uh, he can post up, he can rebound, he can do just about everything you want on a basketball court. And in their press release about signing the guy, they announced that he's a forward. They didn't say that he's a forward center or that he's a center. Um, That's not a mistake. I think the San Antonio Spurs view him as more of a Kevin Durant type than, say, uh, a Nikola Jokic type, a guy who's just able to do so many things out of the post and be the center. It reminds me a little bit, Bill, of when Anthony Davis joined the Pelicans um, and New Orleans' front office always paired him with a center, an Omer Ashik, an Alexis Ajinsa, um, basically making sure that Alex, uh, that, sorry, uh, Anthony Davis wasn't going to be beat up at the five position. I think that's what the Spurs are viewing Victor Wembanyama here now is they want him to be more 
um, of a facilitator type a guy on the perimeter and doesn't have to bang down low with real men down there, seven footers. So I'm, I'm excited to see him. Uh, he's, he's got, he's the full package on and off the court. The whole Britney Spears thing is just so bizarre. It, it it's so like weird. Mad Libs. It doesn't it feel like a yeah, Mad Libs. It does. Like, it, like, I, I couldn't believe the headline when it came across TMZ Sports. And, uh, you know, it's almost like, welcome to the NBA, Victor Weminyama. This is what life in America is like, that you could be walking around outside of a restaurant and then um, have this incident re- involving one of the biggest pop stars um, of our lifetime. Um, and it's just, uh, it's so bizarre. But I do think that Victor Weminyama is the real deal. He is worth the price of admission. He is... Um, the next great star, and I think what you're seeing in interviews and press conferences and just his his aura about him, this is the guy that Adam Silver has been dreaming about since uh, LeBron James and Stephen Curry stopped winning titles every year. I think they needed a Victor Wembanyama, and here he is, ready to debut on on this state on the big stage of Vegas Summer League tonight. In, in Vegas. It's going to be sensational. Tom Haversho, let me ask you a random question that will lead into a basketball question. And I don't know this about you. How big of a soccer fan or not are you? I'm not a huge soccer fan, although I am watching this third season of Ted Lasso right now. <laughs> Got it. All right, so I've become obsessed with soccer in the last three years. Totally flipped. So I understand the concept in a way that I didn't three years ago of of an in-season tournament in theory and what it means to a totally different audience. And I understand, at least in principle, the framework of what Adam Silver and the NBA wants to build toward with this in-season tournament, uh, the details of which some of which have been leaked and more of which we will get later later today. Uh, So based on what we know, for you, do you have an excitement level? Are you interested? Are you optimistic about this NBA in-season tournament that will begin here this upcoming season? I'm actually bullish on it. I think the alternative is just dregs of regular season games that people don't seem to care about. And while I think that there are ways that this can be underwhelming and that players might not care about it, and, and what exactly is the, the goal here in terms of, like, for the players, what is the goal? Um, do they care about it? I get those concerns, but to me, I don't think that the, uh, I don't think perfection should be the enemy of progress. I think this is a really good way for the NBA to try to draw attention to the regular season. We've seen the, the audience numbers, the ratings, regular season, people have been tuning it out. Uh, the all-star game numbers, uh, people don't seem to be responding to the in-season tent poles of years past. And I think what we saw with the play-in tournament is a solid proxy for what we might see with the in-season tournament, although I will point out that there's a very big difference between the play-in tournament and playing for your postseason life, and the in-season tournament seems to be playing for money and or some sort of uh, generic trophy. Um, Those are two different things, but I applaud Adam Silver and the NBA for trying to juice up the regular season. Um, My instincts is shorten the regular season to 58 games um, and slice off 25 games and make every game matter. And that way you don't even need an in-season tournament if every game matters and you have appointment viewing on certain days of the week. You you watch NBA Tuesday, Fridays, and Sundays, and that's it. 
um, and teams. You don't have to worry about DNP rest. You don't have to worry about load management and all that stuff. I think the in-season tournament is a nice way to try to get viewers to care about the regular season. Do I think it's perfect? No, but I, I applaud their efforts. I think this is a good idea in theory, and we'll see if they can execute. Uh, Tom Haberstroh from Meadowlark here on the show. I am Bill Ryder. Happy Friday. This is CBS Sports Radio. Tom, you and I met covering LeBron James in the Miami Heat. You obviously spent some time down in Miami. You know people in that organization. We are all now waiting with bated breath to see whether or not Damian Lillard can force his way specifically to Miami. And in connection with that, how much and to what degree Joe Cronin is serious about trying to get the best deal out there regardless of, of the destination. Best guess, reported or otherwise, what do you think the likelihood is that, that Dame is a, a member of the Heat this upcoming season? I think it's almost 100%. Um, I really do. I think it's essentially um, fait accompli. I think we're, we're already at that point where we're seeing the propaganda in the media about – hey, uh, they don't have to trade him to Miami. Um, and what you're seeing uh, really is that, that that ignores the power of agents. It ignores the power of superstars and their ability to control the situation. Damian Lillard doesn't have a no-trade clause, but he might as well have because he is a guy who has four more years left on his contract at 33 years old, and he knows – that no one's going to trade for it, that asset unless they really believe that they're going to get the most out of that guy, that he wants to report and be happy, and that he's going to contend for a title. And how many teams are willing to make that gamble when he's made it very clear he wants to go to the Miami Heat? So I think by doing that, by making that message clear to the marketplace, it is suppressing all the other offers and it is creating a marketplace in which the Miami Heat most likely will have the best offer because teams are going to be reluctant to throw extra first-round picks or throw that extra young player in the deal for a guy who might be a disgruntled, disgruntled superstar that if he makes another trade demand when he arrives at the doorsteps of your franchise, doesn't that make you look real bad? You know, like when you are acquiring the star player and trying to legitimize your franchise and say, we are going to be a championship contender. And that, that guy actually says, nah, I'm out. That makes you look like you got egg on your face, right? I think franchises understand that this is a done deal essentially and that he wants to go to Miami. Uh, I don't see uh, a dark horse team here. I think he's going to end up on the Miami Heat. And I think the Blazers are going to end up with a nice deal here. Um, while, while I know that they are not so big on Tyler Hero adding to their core of Shaden Sharp and uh, Anthony Simons and Scoot Henderson. That is a nice core, right isn't now, it? That's a nice, that's a nice trio you just described. Yeah, and then Tyler Hero is the best of all of them. So you, he's 23 years old and he's had playoff experience before, so you know that what he does translates to the biggest stage. So I actually think that Tyler Hero should be um, someone that they're interested in. But, of course, this is a game of leverage. It's a game of propaganda. It's a game of trying to control the narrative and try to control the situation. I think Aaron Goodwin, Damian Lillard's agent, has done an excellent job right now of trying to take care of his client. And I think, yeah, people are going to be upset about him making a trade demand after um, saying he wasn't going to go down this path or hinting that he wasn't going to go down this path. 
but the Blazers have not reciprocated Damian Lillard's desires to win a championship. This is a rebuild. Damian Lillard doesn't want to be a part of it, and I totally get it, and I don't think he should be immune from criticism, but I do think that we should be consistent here and recognize that KD, LeBron James, James Harden, uh, you name it, they've all done this move, and I think it's way past time for Damian Lillard to do it too. Tom Habershaw, last one for you. From the perspective of, of other NBA teams, not James Harden, and I'm sure James Harden will have the same sort of leverage and ability to, uh, to scare prospective buyers, trade partners, with the, with the possibility he'd be disgruntled. But putting that aside, how many teams do you think legitimately could be improved, could be vastly improved, if you believe that's possible, by bringing in James Harden? I think at this stage, he might be a great floor raiser in the same way that Russell Westbrook has been in years past. I don't think that he's a ceiling raiser. Um, What I mean by that is in the playoffs, time and time again, we've seen him gas out or or not perform up to his levels. Um, And I think his body at this stage and his mentality at this stage, I just think he's an 82-game player, um, not a 16-game player. You know, 16 games being the 16 wins you need to win a championship. Um, and so at this point, at this stage of his career, I don't know that he is, um, you can count on him on a championship contender to lift your, your ceiling all that high. His health concerns, uh, his conditioning concerns, nightlife concerns, all that. Um, I, I just don't think he's as dependable as he used to be. Uh, but in the regular season, I think he can get you a few wins, uh, can help you make a playoff appearance. But to me, uh, I just have a lot of questions about, you know, his mercenary role the last few years of going from Houston to Brooklyn to Philly and not being quite happy at either of those spots. I just have a real question about what his desires are at this stage, um, whether it's about winning a title or whether it's just about, you know, living that life and, and making that money. We'll see what happens. He is Tom Haberstroh on Twitter at, you guessed it, Tom Haberstroh, the Basketball Illuminati podcast, a part of Meadowlark Media and a friend of this show and an all-around good guy. Uh, Mr. Haberstroh, appreciate you, buddy. Have a great summer whenever we get these these damn trades finished. And thanks, as always, for, for making time. Say hi to Victor for me. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.